Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, Facebook family. Hope everybody's doing well this evening. It's Christy Saul, co-founder of the Post Institute, coming at you live this evening. Big Papa is on the road. Um, he shot me a text because he was afraid he wouldn't have very good signal. And so um, my daughter, our daughter, Marley, and I are just coming out of a dog training session. I hope it's not too loud out here. There's a lot of activity. But um, so anyway, I just wanted to talk a little bit about School, 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 school days, school days, right? Um, ha, the anxiety, I hear all the sounds of anxiety rising as our kids are going back to school and the pressure of performance, the pressure of perfectionism. I think the, the underlying worry of how are our kids doing? Are they gonna make it? What's gonna be their place in the world? Are they gonna make friends? Are they gonna be able to do the schoolwork? Are our teachers gonna understand? Hey, Karen, nice to see you. Thanks for saying hi. Anybody else wanna say hi? I would love that. Um, so I wanna talk all about a few things. Um, let's, just, let's just start off with um, some real basic concepts. I feel like for us as parents, um, some of the really basic things that we need to do is just really clarify what our responsibilities are in relationship to school. One responsibility I feel like we have is when we need to discuss school issues, when we need to complain about school issues, when we need to fuss about school issues, when we need to bend our worries, we need to be sure that we do that amongst adults. Um, that we don't involve our children in those conversations because when we involve our children in those conversations, that ends up being an us against the world paradigm and that's not gonna help your child when they're at school without you. So when they've gone to, when, when, when you've complained about the teacher or the principal or the rules about lunch or whatever to your child or in front of your child and then your child has to go to school and you're not there, that really puts them in a very difficult position. And so I just want to encourage you guys to be mindful that if you have concerns about what's going on in the classroom or the lunchroom or at recess, that those conversations be held between you and your partner or you and your friend. And as you get clear about those concerns, to take them to the school. If, if your child's on an IEP, most school systems have somebody in each school building or in the administration who's sort of the head of special education. And I personally have found that to be an excellent place to go and have conversations um, if there were concerns about how things were going. And so I just want to encourage you guys to, you know, believe in believe in the school system, believe in the possibility that everybody's there with the best interest of your child and the children at heart, because most people in that system, that really is their heart. Now, we may disagree on how to get there, and that usually is the point, but most of us, most of the people in the school systems are very much in favor of our children growing and learning and having a happy social life and being able to integrate into the school system. And so I just want to encourage you guys to keep in mind that, that it's, you know, we're all in this together. And even though we may not be in agreement about how to get there, our ultimate destination is the same. And so trying to get on the same page about what our kids need, I think is 
really the important piece and how can we articulate that, especially when we might be struggling to really know what's going to be helpful. And so the other thing is I encourage you to really slow down, you know, maybe after your child's gone to bed or after they're at school or at a time when you can get quiet, if you just get really quiet and think about what you know about your child and then work on putting that into words because the school needs to know what you know because otherwise they're just going, all they know is what fits for the masses. And we know that many of our kids are that 5%, you know, they're the 5% who have really high ACEs score. They have lots of trauma. They have challenges around transition and times that other people at school feel like are a lot of fun. For our kids, oftentimes it's really overwhelming. And so um, hallways, bathroom breaks, recess, specials, cafeteria time that time before school where everybody meets you know like you get there and you get off the bus and everybody goes to the gym or the cafeteria or whatever those are all going to be red flag hot spots for our kids because it's when there's a lot of kids present and there's not a lot of adult supervision and so those times especially are times that you might talk to your school system about something that could be different for your child and how you can navigate that in your child's best interest so that's thought number one, you know, make sure that we realize that we're all, we're all in this together. Um, the other thought that's crossing my mind is about homework. And, you know, um, you've heard Brian, you've heard me, uh, I'm not a homework fan. Um, shoot, if I had a job where I was at work eight hours all day and then I still had to come home and do work, um, I, I wouldn't feel too good about that. <laughs> so I don't really, and, and, you know, I've got a lot of thoughts. I'd like, I don't even understand how it is that you can't get it all done. You know, what's happening that you're not able to get things done at school? That's like the big question mark. But if your child's on an IEP, I would really encourage you to ask no, just say no homework. Um, your kids, their homework is just to get home and be a part of the family, to just be able to relax, for us to be able to love on them, for us to make the transition from being out in the world to coming back home and just helping them calm and feel soothed and feel comfortable feed them and love them and bathe them and put them to bed so that we can get up tomorrow and do it again and so no homework if homework is a must um gosh you know be really creative um i really like uh the i do one you do one i don't uh like i'll do one math problem you do one math problem and doing it literally together i think is extremely effective it's also a really good way to, for you to sort of get under the skin of your child and see what their strategies are um, and, and incorporate as much fun as you can. I'm a huge fan of M&M math. M&M math is my favorite. You know, you get those M&Ms and you can do one M&M plus another M&M is two M&Ms when you're doing addition, when you're doing multiplication, you know, you just separate the piles and you count them up. You know, if you're, if you're having a party, I call it an M&M party. My daughter and I, we used to have pretend M&M parties all the time. If you've got five friends coming to your party and we have this pile of M&Ms and we divide them up, right? So we've got our M&M math right there. Just keep it fun. Um, and you know, here's the other thing is a lot of times, especially in the elementary grades, there's a lot of work that our kids are asked to do like coloring, cutting and pasting and, for some, and mazes and word searches and fluff stuff that is for our kids, for some of our kids, it's really tedious and aggravating. A lot of our kids have some fine motor challenges. And I'll tell you that 
you know, let's just eliminate it. Just ask to explain to the teacher that that's something that can be taken care of in OT. Um, we're working on it, but that does not need to be part of something that is a school assignment that causes our children to feel additional stress and pressure. Um, gosh, I can remember my nephew, and he's now in his 20s and doing fabulous, but I can remember I was assigned to help him with homework and in our family, I don't know. And I was glad, I was glad I got that. Uh, he'd come home and we learned that if we gave him a break first and then tried to come back to homework, that didn't work. So it was better just to go straight from school, straight to homework. So he would be having a snack and we would do homework together. Sometimes he would be so stressed out and so tired and so overwhelmed from school that he would literally crawl underneath my desk and sort of, you know, like crate himself. He would put himself into a small contained area that eliminated a lot of the sensory input. And I would ask him questions and I would write the answers and then I just write across the top. John did all his work. I simply wrote the answers because it was just too much. By that point in the day, he was just too, his brain was still there but it was just too much to try to write the answers. And so if you have, if a homework is a have to, just be really creative about it. And I want to tell you this funny little hack that I learned uh, in our dog training class today. And I realized it's something that I've done, but I just didn't, you know, I hadn't realized I was doing it. And I, there's probably a million things like that that you do, but she said, uh, give it three tries. So you, you know, in the training process that we were just in, it was a give it three tries of teaching this new thing of introducing this new idea. And if at each time in those three tries, it gets rebuffed from the student, then you just let it go and you can come back to it later. That resistance is really restraint and the restraint can often be a lack of confidence. Um, usually we procrastinate or we put off or we resist things that we don't feel confident about. And so, um, over time, that confidence will build. Don't worry about it. Just, you know, there's a lot of this, there's just a lot of this pressure that we just have to let it go. You know, we just have to learn that our kids, there will be a place in the world for them, that we, everybody has a different path and we're all gonna get there. We're gonna get where we need to be soon enough. So I just encourage you guys to kind of release some of that anxiety. Probably between that homework hack my next favorite kind of hack for school is for us as parents, um, I learned this, that I needed to get up at least an hour before my kids because I don't do well at meeting other people's needs right off the bat. I need time for my whole body to wake up. I need time to get my emotional regulatory system in place. I need to have time to get awake to get grounded, to get solid. And so for me, that was an hour, an hour before I needed to go start waking my child up. And when I would wake my children up, it was always about a five minute time, uh, back rubs, praying over them. You know, a lot of times I would just rub on the back of the head. And I know it might sound funny, but you know, we talk about that, you know, it's not really in the back of the head where that part of the brain is. It's really more buried deep in the brain. That primal brain is buried deep, 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 deep in the brain at the top of the brainstem. And just speak into that. Speak into that part of your child's brain of confidence. Talk to them about wonderful, unique qualities that they have. Unique, authentic things that we can speak over them. Pray over them. Love over them. Speak confidence into them. 
and that be the way that you get your day started. So I feel like as parents, um, our job is to get our kids to school in the most regulated emotional state we possibly can. And if that means that we're gonna be late, then that means we're gonna be late, but we're gonna get there, you know, to take that time. And you'll learn how much time you need, how much time your child needs, and it's all gonna work out. You know, I, I've seen parents do some amazing creative things. You know, let your kids sleep in the clothes that they're gonna wear tomorrow. You know, just eliminate that. You know, for kids, especially if you've got tactile sensation issues, you know, if they have to start off the morning and it means I have to get out of these nice, warm, cozy covers, and then I have to put on these scratchy clothes, right? So, you know, allowing them to even wear their pajamas under their clothes, be creative, it's okay. You know, I just wanna, I wanna give you full permission to know your child and to trust what you know about your child and to be creative in finding solutions that are gonna help them navigate their day and so um, with that, I just want to let you guys know that you're loved. We, we see your efforts. We know that you're really pulling for your kids. Um, just, you know, just stay the course of just you know, that, that focused love and know that it's all going to work out. And so with that, much love. Uh, Big Papa will be back tomorrow, I hope. We had some awesome questions come in through our Facebook Messenger. But I'm going to let Brian address those. That's kind of his gift. You know, his gift of uh, being able to read situations and being able to speak into it from all of his experience and just also this really deep knowing and intuition that he carries. So um, you guys who are waiting for that, it'll be coming probably in the next couple of days. So much love to you guys. Rest when you can. Rest when you can. Take care of yourself. Your energy means everything. You guys have a blessed night.